Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>Never heard of it. Hi, I'm I'm Caleb Coy. Uh, normally, I come up with a clever nickname. I, I call them clever. They're never clever. <laughs> there have been a couple, but uh, I, I I didn't plan ahead. Caleb, okay. take the fucking bunny. <laughs> Toy, <laughs> take the fucking elephant. Oh, that's right. oh that's not bunny. <laughs> Damn it! That's kind of put, put the bunny put in the, the, the put, put the bunny. Why didn't you box? put the bunny back in the box? Yes, yeah. but, but I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Yeah. We're, We're happy to have you. <laughs> Absolutely. And your counterpart, uh, Michael, is uh, he, filming a movie right yeah, now. Yeah, he's too busy making his own movies now. He Jeez. gets Jeez. a pass, I guess. I guess. Meeting Helen Hong. One. And, he gets one, one pass. <laughs> that's right. You get one. That's, that's right. That's right. You're done. So okay. we're very excited to have you here. Uh, thank you for watching this movie. <laughs> I was this- telling Caleb on the way here, I had talked to a couple people about that we were doing this movie, like mm-hmm. Danny and a couple other people, uh, Eric Howd, he oh, always yeah. likes to know what's coming up, sure, because uh, he's he's making us that booklet again this yes, year. Yes, yes. And I'm like, oh, we're watching Darkman. And he's like, I've never heard of that. And I was like, <gasps> this is perfect. Oh. <laughs> we should totally invite the podcast that is called Never Heard of It. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so fun fact about this movie, uh, as, a, as a wee child, I, I was not as... Uh, Open to violent movies as I was as as I am as an adult. <laughs> sure, uh, I was a very sensitive, uh, impressionable child. Uh, I tried watching this movie uh, when it came out. Well, not when it came out. When it was on video, VHS, mm-hmm. sure. uh, for the kids. Early nineties. Uh, early nineties, uh, and 
didn't make it past like the first maybe 15 minutes. Really? The, uh, it comes on strong yeah, in the beginning. The origin of Dark Man did me in, and like that was it. Like, so sure. uh, this was a, a fun revisitation of my childhood <laughs> and also right up our alley because this was awful. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's a Sam Raimi movie, <laughs> which is a very specific niche, right? And yeah. either you love that or you don't, but yeah. it's clearly a Sam Raimi movie. Oh, it's classic Sam Raimi. That's that's actually one of the first notes that I took. Like, this is so Sam yeah, Raimi. Yeah, yeah. There's some <laughs> shots in here, and it's just like, he's just jerking off making this shot. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get into that. So I also, I remember when this came out. I kind of felt like y'all were getting back at me for Spaghetti Man. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, well, well. Listen, you can redeem yourself by pulling Iron Man tonight. Okay. As our guest, guest, you will pull, and I know that you're going to pull Iron Man for I, me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. Mr. Iron Man. That's Iron right. Man. Uh, well, geez, Female. you know, we do have a nickname for this podcast. Since we are. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. A uh, little departure from our norm this evening. Mm. Uh, instead of going down the street to Branching Out Bottle Shop, as soon as we pulled Dark Man, I knew what beer I was going to get. So <laughs> I could not find closer beer to my house than Local 315 Brewing Company. They're literally about a mile up the road. Did you walk? Uh, no, I, did, I did not. <laughs> I did not. But uh, I've been, I have been going to 315 Brewing since they opened up. Love what they're doing up there. Mm-hmm. Josh, the brewer, does all kinds of cool, inventive stuff. You know, he takes risks, but you don't get great things by playing it safe. And he has some amazing beers up there. So he has a, our beer tonight is a beer I've had many times. Uh, it is it is his chocolate coffee milk stout. Yes. It is don't fear the dark. <laughs> right, oh. perfect. Right, it works out perfectly. Now the the beer he has on tap at the brewery on a nitrogen system. It's a stout like a Guinness. Mm-hmm. They so they sell crawlers there, which is what we're drinking from. And this is only a couple hours old. It will not have the exact same taste as if you got it right off the tap, mm-hmm. but it will. It, it is going to have that fuller mouth feel that you would associate with a with a nitro beer. I mean, I do like tastes, the mouth feel. You do like mouth feel. <laughs> nothing tastes like a fresh nitro stout. That's yeah, yeah really. So with right. that, let's uh, right over the board. All right. <laughs> Nice and smooth. I cheated and started early. That's all right. You guess. <laughs> Behind the curtain. I will tell you, sometimes you can catch it. John, like I said, Josh does a lot of interesting things. Uh, sometimes he will use different wine casks to age his beers. Ooh. Sometimes he uses uh, bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. and he will make this into an imperial stout. That would be intense. And you nope. get the bourbon and the cherry. It's now it's it's lethal actually Todd, so, yeah. you had me at bourbon <laughs> that's, right, that's right it's beer made here in the 315 which yeah. i think is so cool you can't get more fresh than that um so we had a I, we had a reshoot and reaction todd before we started recording asked and it just it fell right out of my brain i have had a long day um i hear you i feel uh, your pain and you've had a long week we're gonna we're gonna come up with a better system because it's a little bit nebulous maybe mm-hmm. we'll maybe we'll use like google sheets or something yeah. maybe they come in and we drop it there and then and we then can, we've got it yeah because yeah. yeah. well, it, it, it was something for us that i listening to meteor man today sure sure there was something i mean I you literally have paper in front of you does no one have a pen <laughs> That's so that's so old school. What, Come on. what what is this pen you speak of? That's right. But that is a delicious beer. Yeah. So, uh, and there's more in there and we've got a couple other backups. Mm-hmm. So again, it it tastes good as is, but if you imagine coming off the tap, sure. that nitro I, I can't imagine and I want it. 
So <laughs> we don't have to do reshoots and reactions because we can't fucking we remember can't find them. them. Yep. Uh, so the next thing we do is the Rotten Tomato score. Todd, and what is the Rotten Tomato score for and this movie? 84%. What? No. Eight, Eighty-four. 84%. Eight. Are you sure you're not eight, mixing? Four. It's, it's not eight 48? and a four. Right. Not an eight or a four. <laughs> not 8.4. Eight eight <laughs> yeah, 84. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show my hand right now. My, my score is going to be way lower than that. I'm going to put this movie into a similar category as we did with Batman the movie. I feel like this is a very stylized movie. And I had a feeling, which I then <laughs> confirmed when I was looking on Wikipedia. So... Looking at the movie, I'm like, boy, this feels like literally from the opening credits with the the mist and it has a horror feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's elements of the mummy, Frankenstein, mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera. This the looked shadow. like an, the, the shadow. This looked like an, but it looked like an homage to the Universal monsters. Sure. Okay. And as I did some digging, in fact, Sam Raimi approached Universal when he couldn't get the rights to the Shadow or Batman mm-hmm. to do a superhero movie. So he came up with his, an original creation inspired by those classic monster movies. And then you look back and you're like, well, that's clearly uh, Claude, the Invisible Man. Rains, yeah. So you can see those fingerprints all over it. So if you view this as a super, you know, air quotes, superhero movie homage to monster movies, mm. can't be, because it's a Sam Raimi movie, I, I think it hits its mark. I mean... It's funny that you that you went that that route and, and, and covered that information and specifically that you mentioned the Invisible Man. Uh, in my notes, I talk about how his costume reminds me of Doctor Ludwig von Strange Duck from oh. Ducktales, <laughs> who was oh fuck it does who made himself invisible and had the the, the jacket and the, the the cloak and the hat and everything. Sure, like this looks like fucking Strange Duck, <laughs> which is all <laughs> which all goes back it's to the, the Universal Man, Monster yeah. movies, right? So yeah, <laughs> I what, mean that whole episode was a, like one big. Did uh, Strange Duck wear a Verness jacket like he does in this movie? He has like a cloak, but it has that same feel. Does, the way does it have the, the, the trench coat is like super billowy. It looks like a cloak. Yeah. What did you call uh, that? The a verness. The big the, hat. So if it has that extra piece, like the it's shoulder cover. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I know this because uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Oh yeah, the comic book. That's uh, what Bruce wears. That's so good. As Batman, that's he wears a verness. Right, I see that. So I'm like, what is this coat? Oh, it's <laughs> verness. Okay. And I got to wear one in the show once. Yay. Jekyll and Hyde. So this is an original character. So we don't have, we're not going to pull up backstory in terms of, uh, you know, other than references to what it's inspired by. <sighs> but let's talk a little bit about the production. So Sam Raimi. Where do we start? I mean, <laughs> you got to start with Sam Raimi. Kids, have you ever seen a movie where the forest fucks a woman? <laughs> if not, you should. Because, it's called Evil Dead. Yeah. It, I, I, I'm not saying I'm going to watch a Sam Raimi movie every day. But I like what he does, and it's stylized. <sighs> I'm, I, I'm waning on on the more Sam Raimi I watch as an adult. I don't think I I dig his style. I think the problem for me is that I didn't watch most of this stuff as a kid. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of stuff that I missed as a kid, and then coming back to it as an adult uh, without that fog of nostalgia, mm-hmm. I, it it doesn't do it for me. I've I've tried to watch the Evil Dead movies, and like, yeah, they're just. I get why people like them because I like bad movies too. But <laughs> sure, <laughs> and I like Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I like Bruce, Bruce Campbell just fine. But uh, I I couldn't couldn't make it through. Yeah. yeah. So Sam Raimi, director Evil Dead. He, yeah. He's got three other movies that we'll see later in Thor's helmet. <laughs> we sure will. <laughs> the no. Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> and, and, in fact, the third one, the end of this movie, feels very much like the end of Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Uh, 
Like you wish you hadn't watched it? <laughs> Interesting link to Spider-Man 3. Uh, so Sam Raimi writes and directs this. This is actually his first Hollywood studio film. He had done Evil Dead 1 and 2, okay. which, were, which were like indie films, and then approached Universal to do this movie. So he, gets, he makes a deal with Universal to use the, the trappings of the Universal monsters. They agree to, to uh, produce the film. Uh, but he has he's joined in the writing credits of this with uh, Chuck Fe- uh, I'm not gonna say, Chuck Farrer, <laughs> who's a writer and former Navy SEAL. Oh. He's got writing credits from the movie Navy SEALs with okay. Charlie Sheen. I mean that makes sense. Also barbed wire, which is in Thor's helmet. Wait, Har- the the Pamela Anderson. Yes, yes, that made it through. She's a superhero. Yeah. But also Hard Target, which is a John Claude Van Damme. Uh, the Jackal, which was a remake of Day of the, the Jackal as well. With Red, Bruce Willis and... And Syracuse native Richard Gere. Uh-huh. Oh, right. It's Richard Gere, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my stepmother went to school with him. Oh, no, Syracuse, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I, I, I love that movie. Uh, and then also Red Planets. So Chuck Farr also oh. writes it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. The other writer on this movie... Ivan Ramey, the older brother to Sam and Ted, also a doctor, uh-huh. and, and also wrote Army of Darkness and Spider-Man 3. He's the doctor in Spider-Man 2, isn't he? Or is it Ted? Ted is it in is Spider-Man Ted. 2. Okay, he's the doctor. Ted is the actor. Yeah, T- Ted yeah. is the Sean Gunn of is, the Ramey family. Is he an actor? <laughs> he's, or is he a guy that his brother puts in front of the camera? He's. I would suggest he's a good character actor. I've got some thoughts about the characterization of the relationship between him and. Uh, I think those are. In, I think it's intentionally implied. Do you think that he? Okay, we'll get into. Yeah. That. Okay, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So Sam Raimi, his first Hollywood studio film, really. This is released in 1990. It's got a budget of 16 million dollars and is a commercial success. It did 49 million dollars worldwide. Got wow. two shitty direct-to-video. Um, <laughs> That it did. And TSPHC Army, direct to video. We are not watching them. Yay. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Comics, like our like Meteor Man, which released today, our yeah. episode, uh, Marvel Comics adapted this into a comic book. But again, it was not a property prior to the movie. So Right. Uh, Casey, I think you had some other production notes as well. I had my, my favorite, almost cast. I love these. <laughs> okay. Um, Julia Roberts and Demi Moore were originally supposed to play Julie. Julie? Yeah. Wow. Um, (laughs) Gary Oldman almost was Peyton. Can you imagine that, though? I I think that would be fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Especially since he's a tiny man. I want to see that version. Who should I make faces of? Everyone! (laughs) And lastly, oh, this one's tough. Bill Paxton was almost cast. Mm. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Oh. According to Paxton, he told his friend Liam Neeson about the audition. When, ne- when Neeson got the role, Paxton was so angry he didn't talk to him for like months. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my I role. get it. At, at this point, 1990, Bill Paxton was like that dude from Aliens or that dude from Weird Science or right. that dude from... He wasn't Bill Paxton. Sure. So I, would, I could totally understand him being pissed yeah, about yeah. this. Boy, it was jarring to see Liam. I mean, we'll wait till we get into it. But yeah, Liam, well, okay. I, I mean, we can get into it right now. I think right now what you're going to hear is... And now we're pleased to bring you 
our feature presentation. I have a question before we start. Okay. Well, first, I, I want to take a dig at Marvel because it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> the Universal 75th anniversary logo is great. Still shorter than the actual Marvel logo that shows up in the front of the movies. That thing's like so masturbatory at this point. I'm okay with all of that. Of course that. you are, because <laughs> you're okay. a goddamn Marvel but zombie. You know what I love is that with the 20 Marvel movies we have, what used to be the the drawn images uh-huh. of the heroes are now the shots of the Just heroes them, from yeah. the films. Well, they're going to have to change that when Chris Evans has done that. Shut movie. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he can't die until we get to his movie in this series, so he's going to live forever. So- you might need to hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are the screenwriters of this movie robots? Because they don't understand how relationships work. I don't think they understand. The- Peyton and Julie's relationship, when they're looking at those uh, slides, and she's like, come here. He's like, oh, I know what this means. I'm like, <laughs> sexy time has never started like that for anyone except these two people in this movie. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I was just like, and then there, later there was another moment. I was like, no, seriously. Did robots write this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. So the the movie opens again horror feel, right? Mm-hmm. Horror feel for the the opening credits. You get the mist, the ominous music. It felt like Punisher. It felt like Punisher. Mm-hmm. There's we get images of Dark Man, yeah, right, just like we did in Punisher. And then we it, it comes up on a a guy on a dock. Can we talk about the ADR work in this movie? <laughs> Red Brown was how in charge Reb, of it. How many Red Browns is the ADR? In I'd this say movie? about four. It, the ADR it's is strong. significant and noticeable. Yeah, it's it's bad. Is that because they're working on a talk? <laughs> yeah, but it's but throughout the movie, there's that you. So you well, talked about it in Meteor Man. Uh-huh. The Normally, if you're doing they're, ADR they're from all the way up here like stuff this, from yeah. A, yeah, yeah, that's right. Is that close talking? <laughs> he, all the ADR is close talking throughout the whole film. I think a lot of Liam's lines when he's not wearing the bandages on his face are ADR'd so that because those teeth, yeah. he sure. worked really hard to make them not move forward and back, just go up and down. Yeah. So I think a lot of his stuff is ADR'd. I okay. Mean, I, I feel like most of his lines in general. Can we talk about the fact that he uses an American accent in this movie? And I, it's so disconcerting. I don't know that I've ever heard him with an American accent. And or I didn't remember it. I it's hated fucking it. It's, but it's solid. It's, I hated it. It's, I know. It's weird. I'm like, no, you're Irish. It's a good, it is a good American accent. <laughs> it's, and how young is he? Well, he looks about the same as he does now. No, no. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's well. 30 years old. He, his, oh, I, I, go, go take another look at that. How he, dare you? He's a young. He's a. He's a. He's a young. He's barely a lad in this. In this movie, <laughs> younger than Casper Van Diem in Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so the I, I really loved. I loved when they pulled up and they're checking them for for weapons, and the, there's a row of guys, the bad guys for um. Oh, what's his name? The guy who runs the docks. Uh, his name is well. His it's Eddie Black, and I was immediately. Oh no! I was immediately, is it really? I was immediately reminded of the diversity episode on The Office. Why don't we no to Mr. Um, Mr. Brown? Ah, oh, all right. Okay, first test. I will not call you that. Well, it's my name. It's not a test. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch that there was one guy in the group of? People that were going to check Durant's people that had fucking, and he's like doing the nunchucks. I'm like, 
what the fuck? They like, found nunchucks on one of Durant's people, then, too. And but it was just the, the fact that he's walking up doing it. If I was next to that guy, I'd be like, seriously, Carl? Now? <laughs> I wrote, nunchucks everywhere. But, but you know what? <laughs> Carl, nunchucks all the way down. Carl's decision to bring the nunchucks was validated when they found nunchucks yes. on the gangsters. He's like, oh, oh, guess who also has nunchucks? If I didn't bring mine, they'd be the only ones with nunchucks here. See? So I told right. you. you. Oh, you know he was talking shit in the break room. He's like, and, and they're just like, this Carl, is why the every time worst. I bring my nunchucks and every time you guys break my balls, but look who found nunchucks. And I guarantee you Carl is one of those... American assholes that calls it nunchakus. Oh, oh. God, I'm like, yeah. no, we're not. We can't just call them nunchucks. <laughs> I brought my nunchakus. I brought my ninja stars. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple. There's lots of character actors in this movie, and I want to talk about one of them, who's one of the first goons we see show up at the docks. <laughs> he is the bald guy. His Pauly. name, Paulie. Yeah, Paulie. His name is Nicholas Worth. He's his a, name was. His name was. Yeah, yes, he's passed away. But he was a 70s and 80s character actor, a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. For me, his most famous role is sit, is in another movie in Thor's helmet. Oh. He is one of the henchmen in Swamp Thing. He gets transformed into the rat. Oh. I love it's him. Been forever since I've seen him. Oh I know him more from this. I cannot, <laughs> wa- I cannot wait till we get to Swamp Thing. Swamp I, Thing's great. Maybe great we'll movie. pull it tonight. No, no. I mean, we're pulling. We're clearly pulling Iron Man. Clearly, <laughs> he's also in Barbed Wire. So clearly, he's in that. He's in that little group. Is that of, tattoo on his head? Is that real? I uh, I did not research that. We'll That's have to look. Question. We'll keep yeah. an eye on that. For Sorry, I was I was looking him up earlier. I don't remember seeing it, but it doesn't mean I wasn't um, there. Yeah. It, so so the, he's a notable little character actor. The other one, and this was again, I'm going to date myself uh-huh. time wise, but right, right. when this came out in 1990, the most jarring casting. Was the big bad evil guy Robert G. Durant? Yep. Uh, not Lenny. His name wasn't Lenny. Uh. It was close. Benny. Benny. Yes. <laughs> so Larry Drake played Who's... the mentally impaired like clerk at L.A. Law, and I think he did this to push away from that. It unfortunately didn't work. It didn't work, and it and actually it he did this while he was still doing L.A. Law, and he's good in this. He's he, fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it was so jarring at the yeah. time. And he's got that Caesar. Is that the st- the name it's of the Caesar? The, yeah. The hair brush forward. It's the just, George Clooney. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Circa dusk till dawn. He bond. does not look like George Clooney, but yes. <laughs> nope. Uh, now he also, for us all of us geeks, also appears in an episode of Firefly. Oh, right. He's in the Shindig episode. He oh, is God. Sir Warwick Harrow, and on the Justice League animated series, Ooh. he was the voice of Colonel Vox. V-O-X. <laughs> that had been just a one-shot episode. Uh, it was like yeah. a couple, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't meant very Colonel many. Vox. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I was, so I was like, oh, I'm, I, I like, I like, I feel like we're assembling a that guy collection <laughs> as yeah, we work right through these movies. What is the trope? And I think, did you call it a feather duster? The person who picks up the phone and says, oh, no, Mr. Jones is out of town. Yes, he's on a business trip. Uh, it's, it's not a feather. It, it's called a phone etude. Phone etude. Where the, you're just dumping information while only one side of the conversation is heard. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mm, Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Said, gives like He does that. Exposition. We do a, there's one in the hospital. There's yes. a, there's, uh, they yeah. do, they yep. do that, uh, that trope a lot. This, this one was so strong in the beginning. I wanted the joke from Ghost uh, from Ghostbusters from Spaceballs to happen, where Colonel Sanders is giving all the information to to Rick Moranis to Dark Helmet. Yeah, and at the end of it, he turns right to the audience, and goes, "Everybody got that? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like I wanted him to hang up the phone and be like, everyone good? Yeah, okay, that, can... would, that would have been appropriate. That <laughs> yeah. would have been appropriate. And it would have been very Sam Raimi. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, the wooden leg joke oh that he tells, God. that was gross. I don't care what time period we're in. I was like, oh. So, yeah, this... And again, I feel like you can't look at this movie and and want gritty realism. No, you're not. It's not John Wick. You're not getting. <laughs> you're not getting that right. No, it is this very. It's this very campy, stylized. It's an it's an interesting idea. Like when you go about half an inch deep, you they go three feet further, which is just ridiculous. So the idea is that the it's a meeting of the mobs right down on the water mm-hmm. on the docks. Mm-hmm. The you reference the gang searches the newcomers, right? They take out all the weapons. They escort them in. One guy's standing with his foot at a weird angle. Eddie Black says, oh, what do you got, a bad leg? Yes. Knock, yeah. knock, knock. No leg. No leg, right? And, of course, there's a gun hidden in there, and so they've smuggled the weapon in. But then all of a sudden, well, two things happen. First, we have the trope of guns are death rays that can wipe out an entire room by simply waving yes. in front of them. Sure. But then... Every other guy has a gun. The, the the folks that were just searched, where the were they keister stashing they t- all those weapons? <laughs> you know, your father brought this watch back from the war, and he only had one place to put it. His I, ass. ass. <laughs> so he said, "There's no way this." Oh nope, not going any further with that. All right, and we're done. <laughs> I lost my shit at the cars busting out of the crate. Yeah, so yeah, driving so like, around the world. Is that Ramy's car? He puts his. It's it's not the car from Evil Dead. I I stopped, paused it, and went to. It's got to be somewhere in this movie. He's, it, it, the Oldsmobile's and I think there's one later because um, in Spider Man, it's hang on. In Spider Man, it's Uncle Ben's car. The, it's the Oldsmobile. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's the Oldsmobile. You know, there's a shot later that I it, and it was at the point where I was like, I'm not investing more time. <laughs> but I remember, I remember thinking, oh, could that be the car? But I paused it when the cars come out of the crate. Are we to assume? Those guys he, are just sitting in that there. That they just, shipped containers with the cars and gunmen in them that sat until the right <laughs> moment and then come bursting out. And then are instantly killed by apparently the best shot in this entire city, Durant. Like, <laughs> Those guys they're had speeding one by job. me. He's just like, eh, bang, you're dead. Oh, yeah, they're right. That's right. That's Eddie the, Black. Yeah, so <laughs> is, it, is their job, like, do they come and punch in and... and on the henchman clock <laughs> and then go sit in the car and get, and get like nailed into the, like the wooden doors nail or the they gotta panels. Be ready. Yeah. Is, they gotta be ready. Is that your job? Shit can go down at the docks at, at any moment. At any moment. Like we, I think we all know by now shit goes down at the docks and you gotta be ready with your gun <laughs> in your car, in your shipping crates. I, I have a ninja in that little, um, <laughs> Liquor cabinet right there, so, so don't fuck with me, Caleb. It's a, it's a it's, little it's, ninja. That's right. It's a little ninja. The littlest ninja. The so littlest. There's a, a similar moment in uh, a more recent movie, Hardcore Henry, uh, where a car busts out of a, a crate and you know hilarity ensues. And I wonder <laughs> uh, if there's a, a chance that this might that might have been a, a small inspiration? homage to this movie. Well, we have a uh, a car come out of a crate in um, Lethal Weapon Two. Oh uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Canceled. Uh, it's, uh, it's just been revoked. Oh, sorry. How dare you? Who's putting Canceled. all these cars in crates? <laughs> it, it feels like an expensive allocation of resources. Is this I, now an action movie trope? We got to be watching like, out for cars from cars and cars and crates. How much does guy in car in crate make? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not shit. enough. I wanted them when they crashed through. I just wanted a shot of them rolling on the windows, going, <gasps> "Oh God, <laughs> I can't breathe in there." 
dump in their Gatorade bottles with piss, oh, like God. you know, coffee cups. <laughs> Those are all like, still in the crate. Oh, they're still in the crate, horrible. slapping their faces to wake up. That's like, right. It was very, very warm in there. You know what I love through this movie, and this is the first place where we really see it: is Sam Raimi loves practical effects, <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> He he does. He does. Right? I wouldn't like, call them practical. <laughs> well, I, I mean, practically terrible. <laughs> the yeah, I just like it's. <laughs> Sorry, you had a thought, and Caleb and no, I just no. railroaded it right away. Listen, again, I re- I recognize I'm defending camp, but again, I feel like he embraces it. Oh yeah, it's intentional and oh, he embraces. Yeah. So yes, it's camp, but is it good camp? I say no. Okay. You know, you mentioned Batman '66, Batman mm-hmm. the movie. That's good camp. That's amazing camp. That's like the best camp. Because like it's the camp that everyone Adam West is camp. almost like turning the camera and be like, huh? You see? This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but this is Raimi camp. Like yeah. it's 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 his own style. It's that blend. I feel like of... it's camp that takes itself seriously. So there's this Oh, he doesn't take himself seriously. I, I have this like inner discussion every time I watch a movie like this. Uh, and I guess maybe I, I haven't seen enough Raimi to really know for sure, but I always wonder like how much of this is like truly camp, like this is this is bad for bad's sake, and how much of this is uh, the the director poured all of his artistic passion into this, and this was his masterpiece, and it's just fucking bad. This is his citizen so like, Kane, so like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is something that I encounter regularly with. <laughs> sure, we've never heard of it right. because the movies yeah. watch are so bad. Like, how much of this is intentionally bad? In which case, you know, bravo. we when we were on for <laughs> Spaghetti Man, we talked about that yeah. with you guys. Like, is were they going for this? Are we making a piece of shit movie? Yeah. Or were they like, this is going to be the next greatest superhero movie <laughs> ever? <laughs> the, uh, no, help yourself. Please. Frankly, I, I'd still say that I would watch any sequels that they ever chose to make. Uh, the the Spaghetti Man guys? It. Yeah, that's true. I think that this is intentional, and I think you see that in his shot. So, what, so another, I think, staple of Raimi movies are the, his... Of emphasis on the visual mm-hmm. in visual ways like moving the camera and grotesque close-ups and using camera movement uh, to POV, accentuate POV is a big thing with him too yeah. you know Evil Dead you've oh, got sure. the, the forest sure. in this the, uh, when the bolt fire yeah. yep uh, in uh, Spider-Man 2 it's Dr. Octopus's tentacles mm-hmm. his tentacles <laughs> For the listener at home, I made tentacles with my arms. <laughs> they totally did. I thought only boys had tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's world. So <laughs> can we can we spend a minute talking about how Danny sure. Elfman is fucking slumming it in this movie? <laughs> well, this is a year after Batman. I know. He's like, I just fucking did Batman. I made one of the most iconic superhero themes of all time. Can I ask a stupid question though? At what there point, are no stupid questions. At what point Only stupid in his people. career <laughs> is this? I mean, this is 1990, Danny Elfman. It's not mm-hmm. Danny Elfman today. So, where is this in his career? Is he? He's, he's more Oingo Boingo, Danny Elfman at this point. <laughs> so, did you? Yeah. Did you not know that was the name of his band? No, I did. I it's forgot. Just, though it's so funny. <laughs> I know the band from Back to School, starring yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. You're right. Uh, so. I, Look, he had done Batman, which clearly puts him on a path. But yeah. if you're at that point in your career, then you take a Dark Man. Like you're not—they're not all going to be. Batman. Also, he must have done these like back to back. When did when it, did Dark Man come out? Uh, so Batman was eighty nine. But Dark I mean, like, Man is ninety months. Yes. Yeah, so Batman was oh. June. 
89. Mm-hmm. What was Darkman? Uh, you know, I did. Uh, I wonder if I can find that here. It was yeah. definitely a finish one, start the next, and Had it shows. It does. It's because Batman's great, and this is like, just fucking clomp it together. It's January 1st, 1990. Fuck! It's very, like, stereotypical 90s superhero movie, but, like, the worst example of the genre. Some some moments, some moments are nice. When he first gets to the, um, when he first gets to the factory. Yeah. When he first walks in, it's nice and subtle, but then when he's like, yeah, this will work, and he's like kind of walking around, it becomes like <laughs> Danny Elfman is like, look how fucking great I am at writing music. I'm like, wait, Danny, calm down. But and it, also, let Bridget Fonda start working again. Oh. Oh, is, that, is he married to her? Yeah, and they got married, and she just kind of stopped making movies, and I like, mean, if she want, if that's her prerogative, that's fine. But I miss her. She's maybe a good he actress. Made so much money off Darkman that she doesn't need to work. <laughs> I feel like it's a Michelle. Got- I think it's a Michelle Pfeiffer situation <laughs> when she married David E. Kelly. She's yeah. like, "You're making enough money. I don't have to do every movie that comes out." He's got Darkman money now. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that Darkman money. He's too. got that Nightmare Before Christmas money, yeah. which oh, was right. the next year, ninety one. Oh, you're really, you're really, uh, we're going, we're just, going deep on this. He one. banged out said. a bunch of hits <laughs> at the, the uh, you know, the the early half of the decade, and then just uh, kind of chilled. Well, Batman, Batman, ninety three. Retur- Batman Returns was ninety two. Fuck, Is he's he just doing a score a year. Pretty much. Good for him. I mean, look, you you're gonna work. I right? mean, he's not responsible for the movie. No, no. he he. I, I like his style. I mean, you know it when you hear it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like you hear. I can't even think of. I don't know how to describe what Aunt Danny Elfman sounds like, but when you hear it, you know it's yeah. it's like pornography. When I see it, I know. <laughs> uh, that was obscenity. I actually didn't <laughs> <Whatever>. know <laughs> that he did the score, but I I could tell. Mm-hmm. And then when I read it later, I was like, "Yep, that was definitely Danny Elfman." Yeah, one hundred percent. How about the little? So Robert G. Durant, the bad guy, <laughs> he has this. He's got a fetish. What do you call it? Fetish, oh, it's a fetish. A signature it's a piece. Fetish, yeah. Mm, he's got a cigar mm. cutter, which is about the perfect size to put a finger in. Yeah. And of course, starts snipping off Eddie Black's fingers. That's mm. the kind of shit that I couldn't handle as a kid. Yeah, that's it's, that's rough. That is I certainly Raimi's horror that. piece, right? Yeah. Except when he cuts off Eddie's first finger. Then it comes back and he's putting the second one. You can see that the actor's just <laughs> chucking it down like this because the other one's kind of like this. Eddie is remarkably composed through the first two finger slices. Yeah. It's only the third one that makes him scream. That makes him scream. And I'm like, like I listen. When he comes near me with the cigar cutter, I'm, I'm pissing screaming. myself. Yeah, you're not yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then we hear the scream and we get a blackout to title credits. So we see Darkman. We mm-hmm. see the. Oh, I guess this is where we actually see Darkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the earlier was just the mist. We, I saw the credit for Danny Elfman there, uh-huh. and now we see a fresh-faced, young, American-sounding Liam Neeson. <laughs> He's taking pictures of his assistant. Pretty nose. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool though for 1990. He's got this very high-tech. He's got a 3D printer. He's got a 3D printer with Science. holograms, <laughs> right? And then yeah. printing. It was really impressive. That hologram definitely won't come into play later in the movie. No, definitely won't. So the man is clearly smart. He's a scientist. He's mm-hmm. doing great work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he leaves a six-inch flame burning on a Bunsen burner. Uh, that next open to Bunsen his burner, it's flowing a- cardigan. <laughs> My note was that open Bunsen burner is dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Lab safety one hundred and one. Oh boy, Caleb, you're fitting in just fine around here. You're, yeah. I just I sat there like. 
You're going to catch yourself on fire, And man. it's like right next to the microscope. Yeah. He's, it's he's leaning well, over the microscope. He does like catch himself on fire yeah. later in the movie. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> is it Chekhov's burner? All right. <laughs> oh. che- Chekhov's Bunsen? But like, Chekhov's Bunsen? Yeah. I, I wonder if this movie can be deep enough for that to actually have been foreshadowing or if that was just like, this is science-y. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's Turn like it all the way up. <laughs> It's like in Hell's Kitchen. At the end of every episode, they're always when they come in to, to get judged, uh-huh. they have just pots of water boiling. Yeah, no, like there's no point. Like you don't do you're that. done. Yeah, you're done cooking. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything should be off at this point. So there's a key plot Nobody point. Nobody checked the stove. Nobody checked. There's a key plot point that we see here. So he's creating these prosthetic faces, body mm-hmm. parts, but the tissue only lasts for 99 minutes. It's mm. so specific. Oh, it's really specific. <laughs> and yeah, and, and like we said before, his American accent when he's talking about that is fucking spot on. <laughs> what is destabilizing him? Why won't the liquid skin last? The vivification process was easy. Tissue rejection? We looked that. I know we're close. We're smart guys. So what is it? Why can't we make these cells stable? <laughs> it's just or someone who never does an American accent and anything else he does. I feel like when's his last when's his last American accent? Because I, I did think not it remember. May have been this movie. It might have been. I have never heard him speak with an American accent to my recollection. Uh, now, mind you, I can't recall shit. So <laughs> uh, no, no, no. He this never- was jarring. So like he'll hide it. Recent. Uh, the gray, I want to say maybe he he's no, uh, it's like pseudo. He's not hiding. He's just doing. I, I feel like over time it's his accent less, has yeah. moderated as he's spent more probably more time in America. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can definitely hear it. Yeah, it's, especially when he says to the guy, "You're gonna get your ass beat all for a fucking billfold." I'm like. Americans don't call them billfolds. <laughs> we call them wallets. My dad called it a billfold. But my really? Dad, my dad was old. That's right. Oh. <laughs> he won't hear this, so it's okay. That's right. <laughs> Not our demographic. That's fair. Then we cut, smash cut, to them looking at, why are they looking at these pictures? Was this movie written by robots? Were they like, this is what humans do. They look at pictures at night. So and I, then... Coital. Well, you know what? I, I feel like the pictures are there to support another Sam Raimi trope. He loves shadows. Oh, sure. So we have the we have the shadow. Okay. We see the shadow of them embracing. There's a shadow later where we where Durant shows up at the lab. There's mm-hmm. a shadow. We'll see. We'll see it in Spider-Man Two. The Doctor Octopus when the arms come on. Mm-hmm. He's a, in Evil Dead. Okay. There or no Army of Darkness. Uh, yeah, with, with the with the deadites. Yeah, the, which is that with the? Does his hand attack in shadow? There's, there's no. There's, that's that's an Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. Okay, he has no hand in. He has no hand, right? In Armored, in Armored but there's Darkness. definitely shit. But he clearly likes showing things only by the shadow. And so I feel like okay. the slideshow is there just because he's like, but man, need a shadow. It's, it's just. It's so fucking awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it it really is. I mean, it's awkward but sweet. His, no, I, I'm not. I, it's just awkward. After they have made coitus, when he is caressing her sleeping form, that's nice. That's sweet. <laughs> that is not the taken. Liam that, Neeson. <laughs> that's the robots who wrote this movie going to Liam Neeson, and be like, "What do you do post post coitus? <laughs> what is the next move, human? I mean, Mister Neeson." <laughs> 
<laughs> Initiate tenderness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so and, we, then, and then we move to, again, I'm going to say on this movie was written by robots. That's not how you propose to people. No. Uh, there is a, there's a plot point that happens before they go out to the street in the marriage proposal. So it's the coffee stain, coffee cup mm, set down yeah. on the letter. Yeah. It'll be that's important. Right, that's later important. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's a lawyer, mm-hmm. and she's found this document. And she's ta- again, it's a phony, phonytude, phonytude. Yeah, uh, telling somebody on the other end of the phone she's mm-hmm. found something, and she doesn't think she was supposed to find it. Blah blah blah. Also, maybe don't talk about that on the phone. Yeah, be like, hey, I found something. Can we meet up? That's like the- that's someone from her law office, right? That's I someone think so. in her firm. In her firm. So, but that's also old school wireless phones. <laughs> It like is. The, the, where you could, if you had a tuner, they weren't encrypted or anything. Mm-hmm. Like you could just like, so again, dial in. maybe not good things to be talking about. Basically, glorified walkie-talkies. Sure, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely, you're not right. wrong. <laughs> With the extendable and the, antenna, and yeah. the sound was so beautiful in those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, so she rejects his proposal. She's got to think about it. She got to think about it. She takes off in an old school yellow cab, mm-hmm. and that's just Remy being quirky. I, it is. Yeah. Um, and then we see her at the skyscraper. She's at Strack Industries. Strack. Mm-hmm. Definitely not Stark. It's definitely Strack. <laughs> see, because it's one letter different. Yeah. So <laughs> that's right. You can't sue us, Marvel. <laughs> so uh, Colin Frills, who plays yes, uh, Strack. Strack. Uh, great hiding of his Scottish accent. Oh, I didn't. Now exactly. I don't, he's not on my radar at all. Should I? Know I don't who he know is? him from anything else. But I I looked it up because he's doing like we were talking about with Jamie Bell. He's doing the hey, I'm gonna talk like this. I'm like, wait, this is Detroit. That's not. <laughs> and so I'm like, he's got to be. Oh, he's Scottish. Okay, but it's good. It never falters. I had some friends from the Detroit area who purposefully spoke like they were like Brooklyn assholes. Really? Well, that's <laughs> I think that might be a Detroit thing. I don't know. But would a person who is like pseudo Donald Trump with all of his later <laughs> Strack as Trump later when he's revealing his his empire I have the and best his... buildings. <laughs> yes. They're the greatest. The Durant, greatest. Durant is always talking about how my buildings are the best. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. It's definitely not me talking it's in the huge. mirror talking about how great I am. This memorandum <laughs> is tremendous. Oh. <laughs> and that's a trifecta on Trump there. All right. May 45. I also say, fuck you. Uh, there it is. Um, uh, Strack just sounds like an alien overlord villain character. Like, there's no hiding that he's a bad guy. No. At the beginning of this movie. The, I, he might as well have a big mustache and just be like, oh, <laughs> you found this file, huh? I feel like there's one attempt to maybe throw us off the scent when he presents Durant, who Julie recognizes as somebody who's into racketeering and drugs, and Strack says, and real estate. <laughs> and he, he says that Durant is a competitor for the waterfront and he would do anything to get his hands on the memo. But even that's like, come on, you, we know we know where this is going. So who works for who? Durant works for Strack. Why would I'm Durant- sorry, I'm sorry, other way around. Strack no, Durant works for Strack. Why? Why would he do that? I think it's a money thing. I think he's I think he's Strack's number one. Hired gun. You know what I think it is? is Shitty screenwriting. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? Ivan Ramey is a doctor. He's a doctor. And there's a Navy SEAL on this. That's tr- right. Listen, so clearly you don't support the troops. Oh. Uh, well, at least I'm not a racist. <laughs> oh, damn it. Son of a. No punches pulled tonight. No, we're going hard. We're going hard. There's, yes. there's a great moment of foreshadowing towards Darkman. Man. 
What is it about the dark? What secret does it hold? Yeah, yeah. well, plus the di- the dialogue. So, not going to defend the dialogue. The dialogue <laughs> is cheesy. Yes, I had that same timestamp. So we're okay. back in the lab. Okay, they've made a breakthrough. The yeah. cells are lasting longer than ninety nine oh, minutes, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's only because the power went out. Oh, that's right, the power goes out, and yeah. they're in the dark. Oh, it's like it's so they need to be in the dark. They're and then, man, Peyton has <laughs> the greatest detective leap. Going back to Batman, the movie '66. <laughs> When he uh, he recognizes that the cells the cells are photosensitive. Photosensitive. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Another Raimi trope where zooms in on or a, a camera shot enhancing his eyes with a light, uh, like a noir. Yeah, yeah, shot. Yeah. Right? yeah. Where just the eyes are highlighted. Uh, I think it's a nod to the shadow. Oh yeah, that's true. I feel true. like it's got to be a nod to the shadow. He wanted to make. Which right. He wanted to make. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that quote is hilarious. Then uh, as he goes to answer the phone. Durant's gang comes in. And they did you catch that the the blonde guy that was using the Uzi leg? He's, <laughs> he's still, still using it. And then they show the other guy and he's bouncing. He's still hopping. <laughs> like, Give the guy a fucking like no one search you. <laughs> I feel loves that that may be my best the best moment. He of the movie. loves that false leg. Gun. Smiley, Smiley is a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Give the guy back his leg. That was a that may be the best moment in the film for me. You clearly have a, a fair amount of cash. Like, get the guy a new prosthetic. Yeah. If you want to use the Uzi leg, just yeah, just or just give him a fucking peg leg, something. So you know, why like, do you have it in the in the leg? <laughs> just have a gun. No one search them. Uh, also, has anyone thought about the consequences if that thing accidentally goes off while he's walking? Oh, oh yeah, straight oh, you're up right, in the marrow. That's that's a good point. Oh, it's not coming out the foot like. It's uh, com- What's the movie where Rose McGowan has the... Uh, Danger Planet. Danger yes. Planet, yeah. Yes. Oh, God, Grindhouse. It's a, it's yeah, a Grindhouse. fucking weird movie. <laughs> you got... It's homage. I mean, again, this Homage done right. Th- done. That, that happens in uh, Machine Girl, too, I think. Machine Girl. Machine, oh, come Machine on. Girl? I don't know oh. that I know that one. We'll, we'll talk about it okay. later. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is that a movie from your podcast? Not yet. No. <laughs> oh, he said yet. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, so Smiley's a dick. There's yeah. one-legged guys hopping around. <laughs> yeah. So what's Ted Raimi's backstory? We already talked about how we're pretty sure Ted Raimi is Durant's bitch. Durant has been grooming him. Yeah. I say as a but as a why is he? Why is why are they making him shoot the lab assistant? He's he is Durant's boy. Like he because later as they're walking out. He he's like yeah that's a good job, job. Yeah. yeah clean through the head yeah he's but probably he, the new guy in the crew he's got to prove himself. Also, uh, no no amount of smoke has ever come out of a gun more than after he shoots that guy. It's like, did they just shove a cigarette in there? It's so much smoke. Uh, again, the visuals with Raimi, he loves he loves lighting. When mm-hmm. later on, when he, when we get to the new lab, mm-hmm. he's got you know that great shot with the two shafts of light coming yep. down. Mm-hmm. He, you know, smoke is great for lighting effects because you see the light. You, that's you why they have fog say, machines at rock shows, that's, guys. That's you're, it. You're not wrong. You can almost <laughs> say that uh, that's uh, Darkman's Batcave. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, it absolutely. It's got the the oh, it's got the high mm-hmm. ledge and the. Raby like, was pretty much like, okay, I can't make the shadow in Batman, but I'm going to rip it off as close as I can where we won't get sued. See, like, you, it's, he's cave, not in a cave, so right. it's not the same. Dark cave is a little too literal, though. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's at the cave cave. No. It's a cave cave. <laughs> Now next we moon, see, moon. next we see the kind of horrific accident that we I think are assuming that our friend Josh could have at work and survive. 
and this gain superpowers. This is super how powers. he's going to get the superpowers. <laughs> That's right. We're like, Josh, listen, all you got to do is grab those electrodes and get dunked into this vat of chemicals. I mean, Ooh. problem solved. How about the how about the the, the makeup burning. effect of the burning hand? I have so many problems oh, yeah. with this scene. Really, so many problems. Please. With it. So first of all, he grabs the the electrodes and is immediately like elect- electrocuted enough to melt his hands, but not killed. It just right. melt just melts his hands. Mm-hmm. At this point, point the rest very of him, specific voltage. At the rest there. point, like it, the rest of him is still very much intact, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's in a lot of pain. His hands have melted, uh, <laughs> but he's otherwise okay. They later they, burst into flames. Yes, yes, uh, and then they dunk his face in the chemicals that are used to make uh, like restorative, like prosthetic fake skin that will will go onto his skin, so it's clearly safe to touch. And it melts parts of his face, not the entirety, parts of his face. I think that was. So the he's a, heat he's had oh, um, I don't be. think um no because later when they pull him out his face is bubbling like it's being a like a chemical burn oh I read and that his is. hands are on fire it, so mm. his hands have been melted off by the you know the the electrical coils and his face is being melted vaguely either by heat or this restorative chemical <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't yeah. I. That is, I think, Sam Raimi's love of horror makeup and effects, and he's gonna. I mean, he's written a he's written a character who's deformed. He's gonna he's gonna yeah. he's gonna show us it. He's gonna everything. fuck that shit up, right? And this is very much like one of the the movies of the era that I did see. That it's you know maybe a little less traumatic, but same idea. Raiders, uh, the same oh. skin melting effect. Sure, uh, done <laughs> so much better. So well, well. To be better. fair. I'm assuming that this is a question of budget. Yeah. Right. I'm assuming that that's what that what's what the difference is. So, uh, another issue that I have with this scene, and this could possibly be cleared up if y'all have more knowledge of, of these devices than I do, but the uh, the bird that that rocks back and forth. Yes. Which is the thing that the, used to be in every barber shop. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and in the Simpsons to press the the key. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When 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 Homer gets morbidly yes. obese <laughs> to go on uh, disability. Exactly. He figures out that he doesn't have to type in Y E S. He just has to type in yes. Yep. Or why? why? Yep. He so he just gets one of those birds to keep <laughs> typing why, but it falls over at one point. Like, ah, you traitor! <laughs> so my understanding is that much like a metronome, they move at a steady uh, swing. It's always the same distance. So how does it? Go no, it eventually. The, does it eventually? It does yeah. eventually okay. tip. Yeah. Okay. Because so. there's fluid in the in the bottom of it. That's gotcha. every time it comes up, more of it goes to the head, and that's what makes it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can accept that then. Because otherwise, I had a, a severe problem with how the lighter gets lit. <laughs> if it's a metronome, right, I mean, and it only swings, I still yeah. have a problem with how the lighter gets lit, but it's less. Of a well, problem. how about the fact that when he goes to light that cigar, when they're going to beat the shit out of Liam Neeson, it doesn't light for two or three times, and finally lights like right before. I feel like Sam was about to say, "Uh, cut, let's do it again." Yeah. So I'm like, maybe don't use that yeah, lighter. Maybe, maybe that's not. That your, doesn't seem like the most reliable that's lighter. That's not your go-to. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he used his good lighter Maybe in the get a explosion, anywhere. <laughs> and that's why. Well, you really are going to defend everything. <laughs> yeah, aren't you? I, I am. Get a blue uh, diamond, so the beak will, you know, <laughs> counts as strike anywhere. Nice. Uh, great uh, practical stunt with when the building blows up and he falls into the river. I'm like, that's a guy <laughs> on fire. But before he falls into the river, can we talk about the guy oh, him flying, flying out, yeah. out of the explosion? <laughs> that was terrible. Like kicking a leg. Like that. <laughs> that was bad. So but the falling in was great. What do we call that effect when you superimpose composite. images? Is that a composite? Because uh, he loves composites. We call it bad. Oh. <laughs> it is, or, or green screen. 
Like in a second when so green screen we see with the bat. So Raimi loves green screen for I need storm clouds. I yeah. need a cemetery. I, I need to suddenly be in a cemetery. <laughs> oh fuck! And um, so they buried his ear. Yeah. Well, we see. Why even bother with the funeral? We do an exposition. There, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much. They only found enough. Uh, was it his ear or his face? His ear. They found an oh, his ear. ear. Got they, just enough to bury him. They buried an ear. Like, why bother with all the expense and like hassle of a funeral burial? So that's just an info dump, which is immediately followed by an info dump at the hospital. Oh god! By the most sadistic doctor of all time. Yes. What when the she fuck? stabbed him, I, if I've been one of those med students, like, uh, doctor, one question: What the fuck? <laughs> you're, also, you're not wrong. They performed some incredible. Incredibly major surgery on him when he had no means of giving consent whatsoever. It was I a w- different time. I wonder <laughs> if that. I, so interesting. You would say that I, later on, and it was only when I discovered that Ivan Ramey had co-written this and that he was a doctor. I was like, oh, that's weird. I saw a note on his Wikipedia page um, talking about his work in this film. He went to lengths to ensure that the medical and scientific. Obviously, there's a fantasy. Air but, quotes. But yeah. he went to great lengths to make sure that the medical and scientific information presented was accurate. Uh, Michael Crichton was involved in ER. That's, that's so, right. I don't know what your point is. Yeah. But, he, but Michael Crichton's fair, a doctor as well. And to be fair, ER handled handled stuff a lot better than this movie. I was. don't think... I don't Nobody think, had their nerves disconnected so they wouldn't feel pain. But but would create them to be a rage monster? Like, I don't think that's how science works. That's the fantasy piece. Yeah. But I feel like the stuff up to that must have been... Must have been... The Based on of, something. The layout of the hospital was reasonably accurate. <laughs> it's an ICU. There so was yeah. a hallway. There were It's rooms. a burn unit. Is that uh, why they're, they're, burn they're all being... F- Spun is that to keep the blood flowing through the burns? I, yeah, I is that assume. what that is? It, I believe it's to prevent edema. Okay. Right, the settling of fluid in the lower extremities. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it still seems like some bizarre form of torture, but <laughs> sure, it, I'll buy that it has a purpose. And then uh, Liam Neeson wakes up, and there's like a flash. We see the rage for the first time. Did everyone see the marionette Liam Neeson in there? <laughs> no. I did have it's rage like all montage, these, but it's, I missed. It's real quick, and it's his head with a marionette body. He's going, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That's foreshadowing. That links to the jig he does later. Oh, my God. Where he's oh, the Tin Man. Yes. Epic meltdown. Yes. It's, it's almost like Sam Raimi, 20 years later, will make a shitty Wizard of Oz movie. Oh. <laughs> Movie's terrible. You clearly do not like Sam Raimi. I, have you seen Oz Great and Powerful? You're, you're because an, it is it is a Third of a movie. You are an anti-Raymite. Oh. I don't think I think, Todd, underneath that, I think you're going to have to put the crickets going... Anti-dentite? Seinfeld? Those people. It's going to be so touchy. Those people. Listen to yourself. What? You think that dentists are so different from me and you? They came to this country just like everybody else in search of a dream. Well, he's from Jersey. Yes, and now he's a full-fledged American. Kramer, he's just a dentist. Yeah, and you're an anti-dentite. <laughs> I am not an anti-dentite. You're a rabid anti-dentite. Okay. Same reason I don't like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's no one to care about. They're all a bunch of assholes. They're horrible. <laughs> They're people. all horrible. They're people. all horrible people. So I'm like, why do I care what happens to them? <laughs> There's not, no redeeming wrong. quality to these people. 
You're not wrong. Uh, at least Seinfeld ended on that note, though, acknowledging like these are the worst. These the are worst the worst people. of the worst. These yeah, are the worst, and they deserve the worst. <laughs> so he wakes up, and despite the fact they had him restrained, his strength is too much. He breaks free. Code blue. Everyone goes running. Rage. You 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 hear the female doctor that had previously stabbed him in the thigh with that lancet. She's like, let me through him. I'm his doctor, or I'm the lead doctor or something. It's the dumbest line. She's a terrible person. And he is gone. The window is opening. You have that green screen background, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the storm. The person yeah. he needs to see. Um, and then he is in the alley from Spider-Man 2, where Spider-Man throws away his uh, his uniform. Right, uniform. Right. So he's the mummy. Now here's, <laughs> yeah, here he's the mummy. He's, he's got the, the mummy. Full, full body wrappings. Okay. So... Dude is wearing the filthiest full body bandages ever and digs a trench coat out of the trash in mm-hmm. an alley. Homeboy has got to be a walking infection by yes. act two. Yeah. Well, he's just, he's one giant infection. How about, sure. how about where does he like end up? In, in a, the rainiest. He's literally <laughs> the underneath rainiest. the downspout of a building. He's just being drenched he's, on. He's in the two square feet of the alley where all of the building's <laughs> water is draining from. I'm like, Move three feet over, you fuck. <laughs> so later, when he come, when he's in the graveyard, yes. later after he's made the mask, I wanted um, uh, Juliet. What is her name? Julie? Julie. Julie. Julie to be like, oh, pain. I can't believe. Oh, you smell really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> what is that? You smell like death. <laughs> he, he then goes to the body shop where Deadpool has just burned down the lab <laughs> to free himself from Ajax. And he's going through the rubble. Now, considering wait, the building wait. has been... Body shop? Isn't that what it was called? No, Project H. I, I'm just thinking like Dark Man has been like destroyed. His his body has been ruined and sets up shop in a, a body shop. Oh, oh. it's called some, pro, it's called Project for H. For some reason, I was thinking it was the in the in the movie is it Project H? Too? Yeah, because it's Weapon X. It's where yeah yeah. But in the movie, I felt like they called it the body shop. Well, when, he gets we, there with when we get to that movie, we'll... <laughs> Which is not a... Mar- that's a you could pull Deadpool tonight. No, How? that's part of the X-series. God Did we damn make it, that Todd? part of the X-series? Because there's so many in-jokes to the oh, other X-Men that's, movies. That's because that's it's... Free. Okay, all right. You just you don't want to watch any more <laughs> shitty movies. I just want, can we just watch some good Marvel movies? Can we please? Just or just good them. movies. Plenty of them. So many. But considering the fact that his lab was reduced... To a to a rubble shell of a building, he manages to acquire all of his equipment, including the computers that yeah. work. Everything works. Yeah, and he wanders to this. I'm assuming an abandoned factory. Yeah, and sets up the dark cave. There's, yeah, the it's dark. like an ironworks because he starts a giant. Oh, there's like kiln. a forge. Yeah, yeah. or he, forge. Yeah, he, he flips a burning newspaper into it from across the room with a perfect throw. And it starts the forge. Well, so when you don't have uh, nerve endings anymore, you <laughs> in, you get a perfect throw, like okay. in a uh, rookie of the year. That's totally true. He uh, he powers up the shop in this very Frankenstein's lab looking. Sure. Right again, another yeah. nod. I I like those those pieces. There's a lot of unbelievable things about this movie, but the fact that his equipment was salvageable and worked. Uh, is at the top for me. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> Work like can still make things. Can, can still you, the 3D printer still on. works. Yeah, I'm like what state the fuck? of the art. Yeah, creating artificial because it's it's clear it's not like printing rubber. They're cells. Yeah. They're living cells. Yeah. He's watching. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's Im- so, I worked in tech for a long time. I've seen some shit, and not one <laughs> single piece of computer equipment in that building would still have turned on. 
But amazingly, he does. He gets does. it all going. He runs into a snag when the right side of his face has been destroyed. He can't create... From the picture, the only picture he has of, of, of himself and Julie. Right, yeah. right. But then he comes up with the idea to take a mirror image, so he's good. Which and is not how that would work. Our faces are not symmetrical. Now his is now. His is now. <laughs> That's right. And it's going to take 571 hours. So that's 23 days. So yeah, a 23-day montage is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> then, then we see the, the, the I, Bunsen I'm sorry, burner. I will say that having that, giving us a timestamp of how long we have, as quick as stuff moves in this part, I'm like, oh, well, they're showing us a series of events over 23 days. I'm okay with I, this. I thought that was a pretty interesting yeah. way to do that. Yeah. So I, I missed that, and that actually makes uh, a lot of the movie make more sense. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You, you can't that, make a lot of sense out of this, but that helps. Then we have the uh, the bent Bunsen burner of vengeance as he's, <laughs> as, he's, uh, as he's moving the test tube to heat the solution. He's looking at something ra- on the, yeah. Catches his wraps on fire. Another Did he not cheese- realize that his hands were damaged? I don't think so, but it... How? He says, My hands. They took, they took my hands. His well, he can't feel because they disconnected his goddamn nerves. But he's covered in fucking bandages. Has he not looked down? Well, he also hasn't taken the bandages off. Oh, that's true. That's true. They're filthy. He's covered in infection. That's right. It's just it, has okay. he not wiped? He's for, disgusting. Yeah, that's right. He's, He's a walking. Does, does Darkman poop? Everybody would. Poops. Darkman know that he pooped? He can't <laughs> feel it. Oh, no, <laughs> his bandages in the back did look awful droopy. That's why the cloak was so flowy, so you can't see. He's just dropping landmines. He's walking down the street. He's like, I don't know. Somebody's Full shitting all over the place. Landmines. God who, damn it. Who among us has not walked through the store dropping deuces <laughs> down the aisle? You just you know, shake your pants like, nope, just me? All right. I would say hopefully all of us, but That's apparently right. not. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. And we're back at Strack Industries. <laughs> yeah, Stop so this it. is the ball. So this is the uh, Strack Industries City of the Future ball. Mm-hmm. Now, Strack is there. He's consoling Julie, who's still grieving Peyton's loss. He asks about the memo. She says it was destroyed in the fire. He gets her out onto the dance floor, and because what's the one thing that is, will cure for how she feels? Dance, right? And it's like it's days because we know because we're still in that twenty-three day period. Yeah, it yeah. hasn't even been a month, and she's like, he's like, you need to get over. I'm like, uh, she a- saw her fiance be violently exploded in front of her. This is a very fresh wound. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little raw. It's a little raw. It's, raw. it's probably just as infected as uh, as Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> and again. Are Durant and Rick lovers? Because he Rick, Durant's like, would you like uh, something? I don't remember what he asked him. And Rick's response is like, oh, yes, that would be nice. <laughs> I just wanted to end with, honey. That, that is a relationship that is implied throughout the movie. Now, in a minute here, so Durant and Rick. Yeah, mm-hmm. Durant and Rick are there. Dark Man, well, let's call him Dark Man now, is, is spying on Julie through these air grates. Mm-hmm into the ballroom, but sees Durant and Rick makes the connection back to the to the attack 
and rages. Rick goes out into an alley. I don't what the fuck was he going to get in the alley? He wasn't he was, going to get a drink. No, he was waiting for he's, he's getting there. He was going to get fucked. Okay. <laughs> and he the yeah, for the fuck on me. So Darkman follows him out there and takes him. Mm-hmm. And we see this kind of interrogation scene in a manhole. He's doing water torture, but then he's he's Batmaning him. He's Batmaning him, but then takes an odd turn, sticks his head up through the manhole. The manhole oh. cover is in place. He shoves his head so, so he's hard that's a good point. He's dead. That, that pops the manhole cover off. The guy's just he's and fine. how fast are those? Doesn't fucking, even have a headache. How yeah. fast are those fucking cars going on that street? They're going like ninety miles an hour. I mean, have you been to Detroit? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, fair point. <laughs> but you know, Detroit, it can't rain all the time. Can't rain all the time. Eric? Oh, you. So yeah. Rick doesn't make it. I mean, he should have at least been knocked unconscious when his head hit the manhole cover. But that manhole cover just popped off like it was plastic. <laughs> and he was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was fine enough to be horrified at the speeding cars. Now, I went to school with a girl who is from... The place where they make manhole covers, Nina, Wisconsin, and they're very heavy. I didn't, I didn't oh, know yeah. there was just a place where that for m- most of them. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So we, I mean, we learned a lot about them from her. They look very heavy. Yeah, I mean, just by nature. And you know why they're being... round? So they can't be dropped in. Because the other piece of that is it has to have an inner lip. Uh, right, but but yeah, even yeah. if it was square, right, right. you could you could, turn you could it finagle it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Darkman starts surveilling Durant's crew. We see that he's taking pictures of everybody. Of course, <laughs> we know what he can do. Yep. Mm-hmm. We see him then all of a sudden show up at... So he's made the faces and hands. He all of a sudden shows up at Polly's apartment mm-hmm. and chloroforms him while he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. Again, don't dig too... The, this started to remind me of some elements of he the went Monster to, Squad. Yeah. Like, we want these scenes. How do they connect? Ah, eh, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, I read somewhere recently that uh, knocking someone out with chlorophyll, chloroform is uh, significantly harder than Hollywood makes it look. <laughs> it takes a minute, yeah. It's I'm not. stunned, Hollywood. <laughs> Much like yeah. the, the chokehold. Are you saying that we can't trust Hollywood for sound scientific information? Damn it! I, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Peyton has his face being reconstructed. Mm-hmm. His hands are fixed too when he goes to that graveyard. Well, how he he makes he's making hands and faces. How? What do you mean? He doesn't have a picture of it. I mean, he doesn't have a picture. The of hands it. seem like a weird choice. Generic hands. Yeah, that's see. That's they what don't I have wonder. To be his hands? No, because he makes specific Polly hands. Is that because Polly's got those sausage fingers? Yeah. He also somehow makes Polly's body. Yeah, that's he true. He puts on Polly's face and is suddenly the size of Polly. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he is. He's a he, he, he's a great big fat person. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Danny. I, I had no control over that. He just did it. He just did it. Uh, yeah, those are. Listen, those are. To be fair, those are some weak. Those are some potential plot holes hmm. that uh, we're not. Addressing. See, at the beginning when I said my score for you, this movie, you wait a minute. I, you you have to set aside all of that plot That's, holes in do the I? movie where a guy is covered in burns and doesn't stay at the hospital for skin grafts, but instead <laughs> makes his own mask and is able to move around an without pieces of his skin just falling off at all times with exploded <laughs> computer equipment that works fine. The yeah. only holes. No, in I this, see no problem with that. The only holes in this plot are in Peyton's face. Oh. He's got some serious Two-Face going on there. It does. It is. It's Two-Face. 
Yeah. If yeah. again, fan, you know, the Evil Dead movies, it's <laughs> he loves that that grotesque, uh, partially, <laughs> partial, partially destroyed human face. Sure. He does it to Harry Osborn. Yes, not Dane DeHaan. No, <laughs> the other Harry, one. Yeah, uh, James uh, Franco. James Franco. Um, so the the funeral, the the cemetery scene. He's wearing a black suit with like a dark red checked shirt. Mm-hmm. Then they're having coffee, and he's in like a navy suit with a white shirt. And is it supposed to be a different day? What the fuck? Did well, that, robots write well, that, this script? That's Maybe. after the 571 hours. The uh, the clothing may also be printed with his skin technique and might be fading. Oh. oh. Wow. Oh. Deep cut. That's almost definitely not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with 100% not it. <laughs> yeah, I know imagine? it is. I'm saying, I'm saying when he yeah. meets oh. her and she's freaking out, he's like, no, it's me. I just, I've been in a coma, blah, blah, blah. She runs the fuck away from him. Though. Yep. As well, she should. Yeah. You're dead. You're. We buried your. Your ear, ear is right here. <laughs> I came back to visit your ear grave. Also, why didn't she go? Hey, wait. We buried your ear. You have two ears, Peyton. What the fuck? Yeah, whose ear was? That? It's my spare ear. <laughs> it's his spear. Spear. Well, she knows, it, but she knows what his work was. Was it maybe mm-hmm. the? So does she assume that maybe? No, because then that no, yeah, okay, all right, that's a Here fair point. It's Here another we go. See? listen. I'm willing to overlook that. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, um, you know, prior to the graveyard scene, the only thing I would note is now we see how he's going to get his revenge. So he he takes he assumes the identity of Polly, mm-hmm. receives the money from the bag drop, mm-hmm. sets Polly up by by leaving plane tickets. Yeah. <laughs> For Polly and Rick oh. in Polly's apartment. <laughs> so now uh, Durant is a jaded lover. He oh, <laughs> jilted. Oh, I, j- jilted. Jilted is correct, but jaded also works. Yeah, fuck you, Todd. Jaded is like cynical. I feel like Durant is very jaded. <laughs> okay, all right. How, I mean, he's a faded, faded, jaded, faded. faded, 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 jaded, faded How many non jaded mob bosses do you know? All right, he's a jilted lover. Sure he's still an optimistic. Movies. He's an optimistic, <laughs> wide eyed. <laughs> So, yeah, Durant is very much a jilted lover in this scene. He, absolutely. Because he fucking has him thrown out the goddamn window. <laughs> Gr- Have a nice flight. <laughs> Hilarious. And so the woman who sees Pauly hit the thing and then sees... Um, uh, dark man uh, sitting on the dark man sitting wearing the poly mask. So She's great. going into an institution, right? Yeah. Oh, She's had a psychotic break. I, I would. I'd be like, okay, that guy's dead there. And then there's another one right there. Oh. Yeah. And brained. It's, it's that interesting thing. It reminded me of in Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Every time he assumes a new role, you know the the actor, the, the other actor is doing that. So that's mm-hmm. that's Paulie's actor, obviously doing yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's pretty funny. Like he, yeah. you see the realization <laughs> that oh god, he first of all he's checking when he earlier yeah, with the bag drop he's checking his face. He's yep. like pulling it. That, yeah, it's gross. He's pretty. He's pretty good. Um, we see that he still. He, Peyton Darkman still cannot get past this 99 minute mark. More rage, this odd jig, which is oh disconcerting. Uh huh. Oh. And then he he and then what brings him out of the rage is that the mask is done. He visits Julie. They have the scene. They apparently have time to go change before they go get coffee. <laughs> uh, then they're casually sitting at a cafe. He's yeah. a little bit reckless with those 99 minutes. I feel like mm-hmm. I would not be. I mean, 
Maybe I'd get it to go. Maybe I'd go. Maybe I'd walk up to the coffee stand and get it. But I'm not sitting down and, and waiting also, for table service. And also, maybe, hey, Julie, can we sit inside? Yeah, you know, out you, of the fucking sun. You know, to give you me have more, more time? time if you're if you're not in the sun. Oh, you Thank think you. it's okay? All right, you. Like, all right. He wait. literally has more time if he's not in the sun. It it holds in the dark. It's in the name. It's go <laughs> go it's into in the, the dark, man. <laughs> it's in the fucking title. <laughs> I see. I I interpreted that as. If it's exposed to light at all, then the then the clock starts. But I but it held because it was in the light in the lab. And then the power the circuit blows and it holds. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Kill oh, it. interesting. Yeah, so interesting. Hang out in the dark and see how long you got. Yeah. Plus, once it starts to uh, to melt, it's easier to get out of there because it's not you're so already in the dark that you are melting. <laughs> Like you know, but maybe maybe it's not so visible. Spend a lot of time in alleys, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. Then what else do we have? <laughs> he seeks oh. his revenge on Durant. Well, wait, wait. I'd like to talk about what a bitch Julie is. Okay. So Go ahead. At, at the cafe, uh huh. He's saying that he needs time to work this out. She doesn't want to be without him again. He starts going down a path like, well, what would happen like if I was disfigured and I was a, a horrible monster? <laughs> and she says she doesn't know. Fuck her. Well, she's being honest. No, listen, dead. Listen, Deadpool is, has the better. Vanessa, girlfriend. I know. Vanessa. Wow. Yeah. Hey. After a brief adjustment period and a bunch of drinks, it's a face. I'd be happy to sit on. Way better girlfriend. Even though she gets fridged in the second one. Uh, which is then undone. So we're all which good. Which is also problematic. Because then the entire movie doesn't matter. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> We'll pull, save that for pull. Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah, but we got to wait. We gotta go through it the does X-Men. matter yeah. because it was fun. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Julie, uh, <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to maybe pull Peyton aside and be like, you know what, man, maybe, you're, maybe you deserve better. Maybe yeah. she or, doesn't deserve you. Or, like, Peyton should have been like, what if I was disfigured and blah, 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 all this stuff? I don't know. Fucking Let's serious? Let's find I'm out. I'm back from the dead, you <laughs> asshole. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I feel yeah, she's a little fair. bit of a bitch. Yeah. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say it. That's right. Wow. Uh, then we see Durant, and he's got the heavy-duty lab smock. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is he a taxidermist? Not exactly. In a way. <laughs> I forgot about the cigar cutters. So he's talking to somebody on the phone, but he's got this collection of, of the fingers. Really grotesque. And Darkman's listening in, and suddenly he has the ability to mimic people's voices. Well, we, he, he spent some time practicing. He spent some time practicing. And he's still bad Come at it. Come on. He's, he goes, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. And then he has it. I'm like, no, no, that's not how any of I this I think it's works. implied that time passes. I no, see. he does it right there after he records it. Oh, well, you're right. On, it is it's playing. playing on a, like a you're loop. Right. Okay. Like he's just, yeah. But then he knows how to say everything else? Well, the one In thing. that accent? The, the one thing that he clearly says is that line which he then uses to frame Durant mm-hmm. in like a convenience store. Right, Robert. that'll be fine. Who are you? I'm I'm Durant. Robert G. Durant. Turns, and turning right. towards the camera. <laughs> Not even turning, like looking right at it, getting right up and be like, oh, there was a show that did that. I don't remember what it was where 
they robbed a bank and they wanted to get caught, so they went up to the camera and did uh, front profile, <laughs> turned the other way, turned back, and then just walked away. I, from it. I need to know what movie that oh, is. God damn it, I can't remember it, but it was it was some funny comedy. I, we're gonna have to. So TSPHC Army, if you know what Casey's talking about, please let us know because I need to see what movie this is. Also, TSPHC Army. Does anyone remember a movie where kids in a subway and the subway goes by and Darth Vader's on the other side? I distinctly remember this movie as a child. Or was this a fever dream? I let's think find it's a out. Fever dream. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm on that side. I think <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll crowdsource this. this one for you, Casey. Yeah, you made that up. No, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. No, I think that's a fever dream. <laughs> Although that still sounds better than uh, uh. one third of the, uh, the story. Oh. <laughs> Ouch! I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's this one great one. I'm wearing the shirt of it. The Empire Strikes Back. Then everything else is fine. I like Luke's arc in Jedi, but I know that I'm. A you mean minority. the last Jedi? No. <laughs> First of all, how dare you! <laughs> So, Caleb, in case you haven't noticed, Todd hates The Last Jedi. I, and Force Awakens. To be fair. How dare you? No. Listen, all right. We've already established yeah, right. that this yeah, is an argument for another okay. time. So, this will be Patreon. Yeah, that's right. So so Durant has set up, in the same way he set up Polly. now he's set up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This will be Patreon. We will rank the Star Wars movies. Ooh. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll have an argument about that. Ooh. Boy, that's a... All right. All right. Nerd fight. <laughs> uh, so, so Darkman sets up Durant. Durant's taken into custody by the cops because he's clearly on the security camera. Darkman then replaces Durant. They're going to see Hung Fat in Chinatown. <laughs> How far away is Chinatown? Because when they get there, he has nine minutes left on his counter. It takes an hour and a half to get from Durant's house to Chinatown. Probably what traffic. the fuck? <laughs> Probably. Well, this is right. You're right. But I was just like, wait, hang on. And also, wouldn't you maybe, now that you've assumed the identity of Durant while he's in jail, be like, hey, pick me up. Tonight, in the dark, where the mask will last longer. I mean, Durant didn't stay in custody for long. Ah, uh, that's true. He was Not out. He was. Casey, yeah, okay. I, I don't know if you know how crime works, but it doesn't happen in the dark. Crime uh. only happens in the daytime, <laughs> clearly. Uh, talk to Batman. That's, oh, shit. So there's this whole thing. He's going to shake down Hung Fat, which is only important because it brings us to my fa- tip my hand, favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> the cigar. Where... No, well, no. So after that, so so he threatens him with. By the time the cigar is done, you're and he cuts money. It, yeah, and he cuts it down to like a couple. An inch. Then he used, that was pretty badass. That's that pretty was. badass. And then he sets his hand on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the Mister Joshua from Lethal Weapon. Oh, hung fat, scared shitless. Gives him the money as Durant as Dark Man. Fake Durant is going out with the crew. Real Durant is coming in, and they're stuck in the revolving door. Yeah. And it's that was two funny. Durants. Shoot him! No, no shoot, shoot him! him. <laughs> That's a whole funny bit, right, where the doppelgangers are That's fighting. That's a fucking classic bit, though. That is that is very funny. <laughs> and it's it's well done. I, that one gets me every time. I love that bit. And as Dark Man as Durant is about to get away, we see that his skin starts bubbling. Okay, now we know who's who. And as he's running away from them down the street... Did you see that there's a fucking funeral procession on the side? <laughs> I'm like, again, did robots write this movie? Do you think that was a real 
I hope not, because that would be because they fall because the, the people fall over and drop the casket. So oh, no. I oh, really no, it clearly hope. was not. I, I clearly, but, oh I my clearly missed god! That. I was like, <laughs> I thought you were saying like it was in a background, but it didn't no, interact. it's lit- it's right next to them. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm like, do funeral processions just happen in the main square of? Chinatown in Detroit? Then I'll go out on a limb and say that that was not a real funeral. (laughs) That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. That's right. That's right. So then we're at the carnival. Yeah. Again, (laughs) this will be my final. This this is this is the 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 final piece of that. This movie was written by robots. When they walk up to the carnival game, Liam Neeson says, "I'll take. uh, I'll win you one of these." Animal dolls. <laughs> <laughs> the processor in the computer wasn't working fast enough in the robot to be able to find elephant. So he's like, we will find these animal dolls. I'm starting to be swayed by your <laughs> argument. You're winning me over. We're at the carnival. We're at the carnival. So he he gets the balls. He's throwing them. He knocks it over. The carny says, oh, your foot was over the line. You don't win the prize. He- like he throws one? the guy. He breaks the guy's entire arm. First of all, the guy should not have touched him. No, he breaks his fingers. Yeah. He oh, yeah. He bends, bends the whole like, hand back. Yeah. They're basically just like a, a stretch Armstrong doll. They're just yeah. rubber. <laughs> That's right. The rubber right. hand. Yeah. He should not have touched him. And then <laughs> the best line in the movie. The best line in the movie. <laughs> a line that Colin and I would quote back and forth to each other all the time. She. He grabs the elephant. He's like, "Here, take the elephant." No, I don't want it. Take the elephant. I don't want it. Take the fucking elephant. <laughs> now his face starts to dissolve he runs julie chases him all the way back to the factory now we see him on that that skyway that leads up to like to the upper level of the factory <laughs> which we had previously seen before when he <laughs> discovers it and she's following him he's running he's waving he's the still, fucking elephant like <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking i was like what it's terrible <laughs> like he hasn't stopped screaming the whole way from yeah the so obviously he's gonna we? like She's going to follow you because all she has to listen for is... So, like, where was this carnival in relation to the warehouse? How far did he run? Pretty far because she shows up in a car, doesn't she? <laughs> the whole no, way. no, no. She... No, she, that's later. She's running that's after later. him. She's yeah. running after him the whole time. The whole time. That's uh-huh. how she tracks him oh, down. God well, the, the carnival is on the beach because it's all on sand. Mm-hmm. But then she run. Then we see her run, like, into a city street and then yeah. ends up at the factory. Okay, so... Yeah, I, look, she Just got her cardio in. Yes, Detroit, known <laughs> for its beaches. That's that's right. That's right. Um, so she tries getting him to come out. He won't. She cries and leaves. She, he, he says, or, "I can't see he, you anymore." And I wrote, "I can't see you anymore." What? <laughs> what? He's a little fucked. Did but, uh, no? I'm not going to say it again. We but robots wrote this movie. So we're back at the Strack building. She tells Strack she can't see him anymore. I was like, "Oh, were they dating?" I did not. Oh, I'm sorry. That's where that that yeah. is. That's he. Because earlier, um, when they're having oh, lunch, ha- Peyton says, was there anyone else? It's like, yeah, no, yes. There was a man. He comforted me, but nothing ever happened. So you don't need to say to him, I can't see you anymore. Well, but that, makes that it seem implies like she's something breaking. did happen. Right, right. Yeah. If now, if she's talking purely business, it should be, I can't. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, something we can't else. work together anymore. Yeah, something like that. It, it made but it seem like that's not business. It's all because she's like well, the man that I loved. He's still alive. It's business. <laughs> I think this goes back to your point, though. I think she's just shitty. I think she's not I think, a I good think person. She lied to Peyton. There well, definitely was something going on with. To Strack. be fair, she fucked Strack. Yeah. We we won't get to these terrible movies because they're direct to video. 
Julie's not in two or three. Good. Really? Like, not even like Francis McDormand's not in it. The, the character <laughs> Julie is not in the other. <laughs> They're just like, oh, we realize she's a terrible person. So it's like Allie from going from Karate Kid 1 to Karate Kid 2? But at least they explain her, her she broke up with him. Right. They explain that pretty pretty quickly. True. Um, at Dark the dance. So on. she also is a terrible person. Don't break up with someone at a dance. <laughs> Come on. I don't care if you are Elizabeth Chu. Uh, we then, so we're, she's in the office with Strack. He goes to get a call. She looks at the paperwork. Now, if you're going to have your criminal henchman retrieve the this memo for you, don't leave it literally sitting on the top of an otherwise clean desk. Because she walks over, she's like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's my coffee stain memo. Not even, uh, it's in the briefcase that is open. If you want to have it on your desk, close the yeah. fucking briefcase. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. So we know, so if there was any doubt, clearly we know that Durant is working for Strack or vice versa or whatever. So Strack's a bad guy. And then <laughs> the scene is buttoned by... If you're not going to kill me, I have things to do. <laughs> nice. And I was nice. just like... What? <laughs> and he lets her leave. He, so, usher, he, he ushers her out. Yeah, she, he goes to get the door. Yeah. And then Durant comes in. Oh, they're working together. What a twist. It's <laughs> a surprise. Uh, but only if you're a seven-year-old. That's right. <laughs> now, this is where Julie shows up at the factory again. And as she's calling up to the castle from, from down below, <laughs> Darkman comes out as the cars pull up. The mm-hmm. goons grab her. They start. <laughs> they literally get out of the car and just start shooting at Darkman. Now, we then go to the most ridiculous action sequence ever. I think I've ever seen. Uh, How deep do we want to fucking go here? Uh, the only, only deep I want to go is clearly Edna was not around in this universe because Darkman's cloak Gets caught on the girder. No capes. Yeah, so it, it's just horrible. I mean, it's a ridiculous action sequence. There's a helicopter. Durant is in the helicopter. He's got a grenade launcher. It's amazing. It's a lot of chasing, a lot of explosions, <laughs> a lot of jumping off roofs. We had a little cat and mouse in the factory. He takes out Durant's henchmen one by one. Darkman pull- hangs from a, a rope uh, from the helicopter for several minutes, just <laughs> right. swinging through the city, like yelling at cars, look out. Oh, and also <laughs> yelling, and, and the part where he runs over the top of the thing the and it's like almost uh, over the semi and it's almost like uh, a Looney Tunes he's going <laughs> <laughs> and it's like wait stop it yeah. just fucking stop it yes, yes. and it, yeah it just like I feel there's a there's a helicopter chase because a police helicopter starts chasing him it's and just, he's yelling at the police helicopter like they can hear he's like stay back he's mine I'm like and, but the police the police officer has the bullhorn out the side of the police helicopter like they can like he could hear back and pull Durant over pull like, over full on opens fire on a police helicopter gives no fucks whatsoever well <laughs> earlier he did say that he had the police force. In his pocket. Clearly not enough of them. Not enough, Clearly. yeah. <laughs> Using an M60, uh, a, a handheld M60, which is basically, you're not going to hit anything in <laughs> especially not from a helicopter. Uh, but it the, this, the, this action sequence culminates with Darkman hooking the, the, bottle, the bottom of the cable hook that he was dangling from the helicopter, hooking that to the rig of a semi. They just semi- happen to have a bar. <laughs> they happen to have a bar. Semi is about to go through a tunnel, and of course the helicopter can't fit through the tunnel mouth and explodes. And Durant is dead. Except. Is he? So, again, we're not going to watch these movies because it's a direct video but Darkman 2 is called Darkman 2, Return of Durant. And oh. I went, wait, what? He exploded <laughs> he in the exploded. fucking helicopter. But also, 
Oh, go ahead. Dark Man exploded in, in a warehouse. Oh, and oh. came back. Oh, wow. I, I'm still, I don't care. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> My canon, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Um, Maybe Tim Hoyt should cover that. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we hate ourselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, Liam Neeson does not come back for two and three. Do you know right. who plays Darkman? No. Arnold Vuslu. I'm sorry, who? Yeah, right? The mummy from the Brendan Fraser mummy movies. <laughs> Wait, the, 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 the bald guy? The, the priest? Really? Emotep, yep. <laughs> Arnold Vuslu. And I was like, I was looking, I was like, who played? Oh. oh, my God, no. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, we're not watching that. Why, why don't you want to watch Holy that? shit. I, I believe everything we've said in the last five minutes tells <laughs> you exactly why we don't want to watch that movie. I, I'm sorry. Have you not been paying attention? <laughs> that's right. Oh, Caleb, did you fall asleep for a second? Because <laughs> we don't want to watch shitty... We've watched enough shitty we've movies, goddammit. I believe I will take Todd's new catchphrase. Can we please just fucking pull Iron Man? That's right. Absolutely. So th- we have the whole sequence now. So Durant sh- meets Strack, who has Julie held hostage at the construction site. We're like, oh, he's got some cuts on his face, but he looks pretty good for a guy who blew up in a helicopter. Yeah. Of course, it's not Durant. It's Dark Man. Surprise, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Brutus, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, not, uh, not the first time we've gone out <laughs> on that rant. Film reversed in that when it shows him cutting the cigar and pulling it up to his face. Yeah. The cut and the black eye are on the right side. The rest of the scenes with Durant, it's on the left side. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting little bit of a... If only there was a... Per, no, that's scripts. Never mind. Continuity? That's is a continuity con- person. There Should is a have con- caught that. Yeah. Oh, it's right. the same thing with Fight Club. I think there's a moment of that with Polly's uh, tattoo, which, as far as I can tell, was not real. I think, okay. I think it moves? Uh, it's either It either moves or maybe I'm mistaking a, a scene with a mirror. Mirrors fuck with my head. I don't, I don't do well with mirrors. <laughs> do you not understand how they work? I, I don't know. No, that's magnets. Like magnets. Much <laughs> like magnets, I don't understand how magnets. How do they work? <laughs> Um, so the, the, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just more of that, just bad continuity errors, or maybe they're intentional. That, that maybe they're there to make you think they're not. They're not. So there's a whole, there's a whole, uh, you know, culmination of the action on the top of the si- skyscraper. This, this, I think, when Sam Raimi filmed this, he's like, I feel like I'm going to use this again in a even worse movie. <laughs> Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man. Right, right, right. It's it's the it's the end fight in Spider-Man Three. It's scaffolding. It's oh, it really people kind of is. coming out of nowhere. One guy's really good at it. The other person's not. It's fucking Spider-Man Three. Yeah, you and know, I'm not here for it. Dialogue is among the cheesiest in the whole movie. Go ahead, do it, do it, Westlake. But think of this: you let me die, and you become as bad as me, worse. <laughs> yeah, can. I know you too well. Dropping me, it's not really an option for you. It's not something you can live with. I'm learning to live with a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Just right. a- oh, that was probably the best line. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else infuriated by the fact that Strack manages to miss point blank with a fucking rivet gun? 
Yeah, he's. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't think that's how rivet guns that's work. Definitely I, not how rivet guns work. No, not that far. No, that's right. <laughs> rivet guns don't operate like uh, Tommy guns. That's first right. of all. You're not wrong. <laughs> that was it. It's one step away. Oh, arguably, it's more ridiculous than the. Uh, jackhammer in from dusk till dawn that they put the stake <laughs> in <laughs> to stake. Yeah, it's, but it's in the same family. That yeah. I can yeah. buy. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> that is how jackhammers work. That, that's right. That, that's that, right. That is a good movie. That is a good. That's a great movie. And that's there right. are there's different like degrees of jackhammers. There's giant like industrial size ones. Sure. There's the ones that you see in like cartoons that like people ride away on. And then there's you know, slightly smaller Little, ones. Yeah, yeah. So that's believable. Dude holding a rivet gun like he's a fucking twenties gangster about to to take and I about to take out a snitch. Is that a so? Do we know? Is that what a rivet gun or bolt gun looks like? Do we have any idea? I don't. I don't. I mean, I almost feel like that that they could have been for constructed the for the movie, hundred <laughs> percent. But you're right. He is about a foot and a half away, pointing yeah. directly at his face. And they're flying. They're as close as you and I are, and it's just missing in there's, every direction. There's wind, though. He is <laughs> a, make... It is very windy at he the top of the He's an early building. predescendant of Django Fett, <laughs> and his bad aim was the DNA in every stormtrooper. So Dark wrong. Man and Star Wars exist in the same universe. There we go. They, they're both fantasy movies. They're both fantasy so. movies. Oh, wait. But Star Wars was a long time ago. So, so he is in a the galaxy far, far away. He's descendant from a star <laughs> stormtrooper. That's right. This comes into the panspermia. That's absolutely. Yes, that's right. Boom. All right. <laughs> Science, Guys, we bitches. did it. That's right. Brought it back. So the movie is buttoned with him running away. He yeah, puts so, on. Well, there's a cheesy line in the elevator. They're going down the elevator. Peyton. Peyton is gone. There is no Dana. Only Zool. <laughs> call yeah. me. And then he runs out into the street. Uh-huh. Dark man. And he, yeah, and call me Dark Man. And whose mask is he wearing? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Who was also up for this part and the studio wouldn't back it. <gasps> oh, that's they wanted, bullshit. And weirdly, I don't... What did Liam Neeson done at this point that made him more of a... I'll Name. Bet, I'll bet you they did not. So Bruce Campbell at that point, so heavily associated with Sam oh, Raimi's campy dead. stuff. Yeah, I feel like they're like, no, no, we want a, we want a movie star. You want a serious actor? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, someone who could be a movie star, right? Not this, this, you know, self-deprecating. All they did was give a bad part to a good actor, right? And still made a bad movie. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and movie. <laughs> Wow. So, so guys, that was uh oh, that was a movie. Travesty of a movie. Yep. So Caleb, uh, who was your MVP, your most valuable performer? The building they blew up. That was gorgeous. Oh. That, the Detroit, factory when the factory goes up? Detroit architecture is gorgeous. Like <laughs> that old East Coast City brick building, uh, hands down. Is this like the motorcycle? Oh, you mean his his lab, his, his, his original, original lab where they had their apartment? Yes, and lab. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that. Well, I think that was where their apartment was. Yeah, yeah no, it was because she yeah. showed up to workspace. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Gorgeous building. Hmm. Uh, most valuable performer. I'm gonna go with. Who? I, I'm predisposed. I kind of like him. I kind of like Ted Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Is he valuable? That's that feels wrong. That feels it's wrong. No, shot. you know what? I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that. I'm gonna save that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 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 Peyton. I mean, he's carrying the whole thing. It's, he's ridiculous. It's Liam Neeson, yeah, and he's doing it 100. percent Yeah. So he's taking shitty, terrible dialogue. Take the fucking elephant and making it work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's me. That's you. All yeah. right, Caleb. Who is your favorite character? The uh, guy who only had to dig a grave for an ear. <laughs> oh, you're going deep cuts. I love it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Casey. Casey oh. He put in a hard day's work for a real easy job. <laughs> he sure did. Do you, but do you think that's that. like piecemeal rate? Right? Do you think he's paid a flat rate for every grave? He's like, huh, best money I made all week. I would assume he's an hourly worker and probably took his sweet time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And I wouldn't blame him one bit. I would, I, I would take my time. <laughs> Casey, who is your favorite character? Uh, Eddie Black. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was <laughs> really. He was a lot of fun. I wish that we'd had more of him. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna go with uh, with Durant. He's mm. so over the top. The 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 hint at whatever's going on with him and Rick. <laughs> <laughs> they're clearly now. I've made the joke before on this podcast, but they're clearly lovers. Oh, yeah. they're clearly it's lo- they're lovers, but it's not a relationship of equals. Mm-hmm. No, no. There's no. a there's a very unhealthy dynamic going on there. That's that, but it, it's still ambiguous about like where the power lies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because Durant is he's been asking about Rick. Has anyone seen Rick? Mm-hmm. Where has he been? Interesting. Yeah, he needs his snuggle time. It's his snuggle time. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, what was the best scene in the movie for you? The warehouse shootout. Yeah. Car, <laughs> yeah. Cars bursting from crates, nunchucks everywhere. Hands down. Uh, I'm, a, I'm right with him, Todd. <laughs> uh, it's the carnival. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just every, everything it's, in it's, there. It's, it's so Sam Raimi with the weird the doll that's bouncing around. <laughs> the the yeah. use of the can again, uh-huh. the POV yeah. of camera. As he's yeah. running away, you still hear the barker saying, look yeah. at this man, he's the a freak. freak. Yeah. He's a freak. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just so much Extreme close-up on his really nasty teeth, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like super lizard man that he revealed. <laughs> <laughs> that All doesn't right. look like a lizard. Let's... <laughs> All right, Caleb, what is one scene that you would cut? I, You know, it. It it's crucial to the movie but i just i couldn't deal with the the uh the meltdown the the tin man jig yeah really <laughs> he starts yelling at the cat and then puts the funnel on his head and does a jig look at the freak look at the freak I just, you're not you're not helping liam you're not i i'm gonna piggyback on that but say maybe shorten it Maybe it went on a little too long was, for my taste it was painfully long i could see yeah like a, a quick bit but like maybe was, he just yells to the cat and gets upset for a second, puts the hat on, does one look at the freak, was, and then the mask is finished rendering. Like it was Seth MacFarlane gag <laughs> length. <laughs> oh, <Yes. laughs> uh, I think I think we got a trifecta. It, yeah. It's just a weird. It's like, so weird. I got. I don't know what it serves, and it's ju- it's uncomfortable to watch. It, it, it and that's up saying the, something. It sets up the carnival carnival barker. It sets up I think one other scene, sure. but like. Yeah. And yeah, obviously hinted at the the marionette that you caught. Oh, none God. of us did, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it didn't need to be there. It didn't yeah. need to be as long as it was, at least. Yeah. <sighs> okay, Caleb, who was the actor having the most fun? Smiley. Ooh. Uh, the actor's name. I wrote it down. Uh, he's the he's the blonde Dan hair. Bell. 
He's the blonde-haired the guy. Long, yeah, with the, with the, the, the with psycho the with the, the machine yeah. gun. Machine machine leg. Leg. <laughs> yeah. The, the prostuzzi. The, oh, <laughs> the prostuzzi. I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Smiley, too. Um, uh, even, like, right up into his death. Are you on, are you on Ted? Uh, Ted? No, no, and I feel bad now he gets nothing in this. But I, I th- I'm actually, I'm repeating myself from earlier. I feel like... Uh, Durant? Durant, yeah. Uh, Larry Drake is just chewing the scenery. I can give you that. Mm. He definitely... You know what? You sold me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Larry Drake, yeah. yeah. I, see why, I see why they brought him back. Mm-hmm. And also, he probably was like, this is my big break. I'm not <laughs> going to be known as the mentally challenged character from L.A. Law. Well, Hold on. Larry, <laughs> we got some bad news for That's you, right. buddy. All right. Have so, you considered Barber College? Oh. oh. Speaking of Barber College, sometimes we talk about that when we reference the score of the movie. Oh. Now, Rotten Tomatoes, as we know, and as our dear friend Shannon has pointed out, the Rotten Tomatoes score is not a grade of the movie. I it learned is the, this from, from listening to your podcast. I did not know that. Uh, our Woo-hoo! friend Shannon. Yeah. Thanks, Shannon. So it is the percentage of overall positive reviews is the percentage. We have chosen to dumb that down for ourselves mm-hmm. to make that a score. Uh-huh. Now, the Rotten Tomato score for the movie, which is, is an 84, which is a B. It's uh, you know a little bit above B minus territory there, but it's a B middle middle eighties. Caleb, in terms of a of a number score, if you want just want to do a letter score, how would you grade Dark Man? If this were no, I, I can't even try to put it in in perspective of like the time frame. Uh, watching it today or yesterday for the first time. Uh, a solid D plus. Wow. Okay. It, it so was, that's high. That's high sixties range. It was bad. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, it was camp, but not the kind of camp that I I can get behind. <laughs> so it wasn't even really like a romp to me. <laughs> this, You're this right. Was, this was to me just like it. Like I didn't hate myself for watching it. This <laughs> is no Easter Bunny kill kill. <laughs> but I. I I didn't enjoy the time that I spent. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Oh, you're going to be saying ouch again in a second. Remember at the beginning when you yeah, said it was an 84 right. and I was like, are you sure it's not reversed? <laughs> That's mine. 48%. 48? This, listen, this movie is not a romp. It is terribly written. It is possibly written by our future robot overlords. I did not enjoy watching this movie at all. And just think about how bleak that future is if this is what movies are going to be like. <laughs> oh, boy, save for a couple moments in the movie that we talked about that we liked, just the tone was so off on this movie. It wanted to be camp. It wanted to be ultra-violent, uh, dark movie, and it just it didn't meld. Yeah. So for me, the blend of horror and absurd humor and camp for me, that again, that's as Sam Raimi movie. So, you know, it's you. There's an element you got. You enjoy <laughs> the special effects and the ridiculousness. But it it's an eighty. It's an eighty. Wow. So, yeah. I respect the uh, what you brought up the homages to the the Universal monsters or whatnot. Uh, but because it like to me wasn't clear enough, I didn't pick up a, enough on it the first time through. Mm-hmm. That doesn't win me any points. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I like hearing that that perspective after the fact. But like, it's only after it, the fact. it wasn't. It, it was too subtle to yeah. to make that connection. Uh, okay, right. and again, 
if we're going to take it back in time, like in 1990, had I been like able to, to process this movie, <laughs> uh, I would have probably appreciated the effects more because at the time they sure. least, they were probably not good then, but they were probably better than what we would consider now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just awful in the, the concept of watching it in, in 2018. Uh, just, I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> so dad's breakdown. Yeah. Uh, no. It's too violent. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't and but to be fair, I'm also not watching Evil Dead with the kids. Yeah, yet, right? I mean we're we're talking from the perspective of someone who tried to watch this at roughly ten years old <laughs> and couldn't. So yeah, right. don't don't That's watch right. this with and, the kids. And when they're old enough to watch this, I there are better movies to show them. <laughs> they're gonna hate when it. they're ready for them. You know what? If they're so, some kids like horror. Mm-hmm. If they did, mm-hmm. I would rather they watch a Sam Raimi. I'd rather they watch Evil Dead or Army of Darkness than Friday the Thirteenth or mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, S- Evil Dead Two would probably be that because that's just that's- a remake of Evil Dead with a better budget. Sure, not not the most recent remake no, of Evil Dead. No. <laughs> no. But Army of Darkness is. I mean, you've got the well witch. I mean, you, the, yeah, you got the dead eyes. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, so you got him forgetting what the cantation is and going. <laughs> at the end of it. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Oh, Todd. What time is it, buddy? And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's Helmet. This is the time of the evening where Caleb is going to pick. No. All right, you ready, buddy? I'm so ready. You, can, you can share it with us however you like. You can tease out what it is. You can whatever if, you if want. If it's not Iron Man, just, please tease just, it out as long as just, you can. It's just, okay. It's, all you're looking for is three letters. You're looking for three letters. Three, nah, letters it's not three letters. Come on. So, how mad at me are you for uh, Spaghetti Man? Still, oh no! <laughs> do I have to recalibrate? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! What do we got? Is it? Can I redeem myself? Maybe. Oh, Iron Man. <gasps> oh! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh! 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 oh I'm so happy! Oh! I'm so happy! Oh! Yes. He did it. Oh. Todd is currently running around the kitchen doing. He's doing a better. What could only thing. be described as the Elaine Bennett dance. <laughs> oh yes, we do it, and we did it. Oh yes. yeah, this is absolutely the Elaine dance. Oh, oh it's fucking good. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Get on, Mike, Fuck if you're DC. gonna cockwalk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this feels good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bring on Suicide Suicide Squad, bitch. Yeah. Oh, fuck oh. you. <laughs> fuck you. Oh yeah. This I have good. said many times oh. on this podcast that movie is shit. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I think I, we just made Caleb, history here. You have made me so happy. So this is I didn't when we first met when we went to see uh it was Justice League, right? We all got together. Yes. And, and yeah. I didn't realize that y'all were just starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that you were talking about, it, I was thinking like you were already like plowing through these movies, oh. and then I found out the uh, the concept here. And I feel bad for you. <laughs> it's taking this long. So episode 28 <laughs> of the Super Pod Hero Cast will be the greatest movie we've watched so far. You're not wrong. <laughs> Iron Man. Oh. <laughs> Fuck yes. yes. So I, I, I know. Oh this, my God, I'm so happy. Right I know now. this is kind of uh, like oh. pointless for us to do, but guys, let's watch that trailer. Mr. Stark, you've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. What do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death? That's not bad. 
They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I prefer the weapon you only need to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. To peace. Is it cool if I take a picture with you? Yes, it's very cool. I don't want to see this on your MySpace page. Please, no gang signs. No, throw it up, I'm kidding. You have till tomorrow to assemble my missile. I should be dead already. Unless it was for a reason. I just finally know what I have to do. That doesn't look like a missile. What are you building, Stark? I'm working on something big. I'm so happy. <laughs> I, I'm happy too because I'm tired of watching bad movies. You know what? Right, right. It was fun, but still. How can you be tired of watching bad movies? <laughs> Says the guy who runs a podcast that's bad movies. That's all oh, I ever do sorry. these days. <laughs> sorry, man. But I, we didn't set out to do. <laughs> they were just—they just par for the course. <laughs> now we. We will reveal the Rotten Tomato score before we. Oh, can I guess? Yes, you like can. You can both. You can both guess. I'm gonna say 93. Oh, I want to go like full on 100, but I, I think it's high. I don't think it's perfect. I would say 96. So 96, 93. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. 93. Damn. Casey, right <laughs> on the money. <laughs> wow, that is impressive. And and. In retrospect, ten years later, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Sure, absolutely, sure. still a phenomenal movie. Yeah, absolutely, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh my god, that's so <laughs> fucking good. Oh my god, I feel so good right now. I'm really happy. Thank you for pulling that movie. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, actually, I feel a little lightheaded now. <laughs> oh no, I may have celebrated a little too hard there. Oh god, but it's so good. It's so good. Feels so good. It feels really good. Okay, so what a great way. So, guys, that was a movie. That was a movie that's going to be followed by a great movie. So, Caleb, where can people find you on the interwebs? Should they should you wish to be found? Uh, So, I'm here representing the Never Heard of It podcast, uh, which can be found at Anchor.fm/slash Never Heard of It. We are on social media, uh, Facebook at the Never Heard of It podcast, and then both Twitter and Instagram at the N H O I T podcast, the Nahoit. Nahoit. <laughs> Nahoit. Not bad. Yeah. Nice. Not That's bad. good. All right. Hey, Casey. Yeah. Where can you be found on the interwebs should you wish to be found? On Twitter, I can be found. I can be found at not Ryan Casey on Instagram at not dot Ryan Casey. You, we also have an Instagram account for Superpod Hero Cast. Should totally mention that. Yeah. <laughs> that is Superpod Hero Cast. That's more for my Instagram. Sometimes there's stuff for the podcast, but if you just want to see pictures of my kids yeah, or true. like a funny thing that I've seen, that's mostly what that's going to be. Sometimes there's Batman. There's always Batman. <laughs> there's always Batman. <laughs> uh, and also, you can contact us via email at. Superpodherocast at gmail.com because only cap writes letters. Tony. Todd, where can people find you on the interwebs should you wish to be found? <laughs> I, I didn't 
Just I didn't forget. I was just taking <laughs> you were a breath. Taking a breath. No worries. I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, at my website, tmpinsyr.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram with the handle tmpinsyr. You know, we're going through a little bit of a transitional period with the website. I'll, I'll own that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would welcome feedback, though, from our listeners. So mm. I was doing some looking at our statistics, and I did not look like people were engaging with the bonus episodes we put up there. So Super Pod HeroCast Army... You know, give us a heads up if there's value in that. If you like us linking out to the visuals we reference, or a screenshot from the film, or uh, another video that that links in what we're talking about, mm-hmm. we're happy to do it. But if if there's no value, you know, we'll we'll do Listen, other things. Todd's on the a busy man. <laughs> I'll do it if people want it. I, I guess I'm I'm looking for some input there. So so drop us yeah. a line and let us know what you think. Also oh. on Facebook, okay, uh, our Facebook. Page is uh, slash superpod hero cast. You mean facebook.com slash superpod hero? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, also, we have our first two Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Granted, one is my brother. <laughs> it counts. I love you, Colin. Thank, Thank you very you, much. It does count. It totally counts. But the other one is our very first. It's He's our number Non in our circle of friends or family. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fan. Yeah, he's literally our number one fan. Yeah. He was the first person. Uh, it's a friend of a friend of mine who I've oh, never met. Okay, a friend I didn't from know work. And uh, is he local? No, no, oh, okay. he's in New England. Uh, Sean, thanks for turning Pat onto the onto the podcast. And Pat yeah. has been consistently uh, a, a leading member of the Superpod Hero Cast Army and our first patron. So yeah, thank uh, you. Right now, Colin and Pat are enjoying our very first bonus episode. Right in time for the Halloween season, we reviewed the 1987 cult classic, the Shane Black, The Monster Squad. Mm. Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got <laughs> nards. A lot of fun there. And we have confirmed in a, in a little off-mic conversation here, we've con- confirmed that the Queen will be joining us for a favorite Christmas movie. Ooh. Can't wait for that one. Caleb, thank you again for joining us tonight. Yeah. Thank you. I was enjoying your presence before you pulled MCU. <laughs> you have now enshrined yourself as an all-time great. I am legend. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Caleb Coy, I'm Todd Panic. And for Casey Ryan, I am Caleb Coy. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. Right. Hey. <laughs> I am. Iron Man. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> Legendary pull, my friend. Legendary. Oh, the best. Take the fucking elephant. Take the fucking elephant. Yeah, totally make it into the episode. Caleb, okay. take the fucking buddy. <laughs> take, the fu- take the fucking elephant. Take the fucking elephant. You know, I am going to put this beer, this beer, this beer. <laughs> I'm going to put this beer in my belly. I'm going to put the beer in the belly, and then I'm going to put this movie into a category. <laughs> We're a fucking mess tonight. Good lord. All right, I'm going to put this beer in... Son of a bitch. I'm going to do a... Try that again. Welcome to the outtakes, folks. Yay!